Hello, my name is Maxine and I am one of the trainers at the International College of Professional Celebrants. And with me today, I've got Stuart Morris, who is the founder of the International College of Professional Celebrants. And we're here all of the time to talk about all things celebrancy. Um, so we thought a good place to start off with would be really to discuss what a celebrant is and what a celebrant does. So I'm going to be asking uh, Stuart all of those questions so that you can find out more about celebrancy if you're interested in becoming one. So Stuart, my first question to you, I guess, is what is a celebrant? So a celebrant um, is in many ways a minister without religion. So celebrancy has been around for as long as we've been human beings. We've got evidence of the first funerals being taken over 120,000 years ago. So a celebrant is simply somebody who helps people celebrate something, a wedding, a funeral, uh, any of the rites of passage, coming of age or anything like that. Thank you. So how exactly do they do that? in all sorts of different ways. Um, so within the traditional religious context, the celebrant is the person at the front leading the service. In our environment, the celebrant is the person who meets with the family, helps them decide what it is they want. And we're talking here about whatever it is, whether it's a funeral, a wedding, an engagement ceremony, a coming of age ceremony, naming ceremony for a baby any kind of event so we we sit down with the family work out what it is they want and the style and flavor they want who they want involved we then write the ceremony put it all together and then on the day we are the master of ceremonies i'm going to use the word ceremony an awful lot here essentially we are the person who is guiding everybody else through the ceremony and if you think about any wedding you've been to, any funeral you've been to, indeed any church service or ceremony at a synagogue or a mosque, there, are, there is a sequence of events that happen and we recognise that sequence of events as, ah oh, yes, that is a, uh, a ceremony in that context. Um, so the, the celebrant is the person who leads the event itself, but also who helped the family planet and put it together okay so I, I guess we always see the the end of the process don't we the actual we turn up for weddings or we turn up for funerals or naming ceremonies or anything like that and um, what goes on before that what does a celebrant have to do to get to that stage and that can depend very much on the culture that they're working in so for example if we're in the middle east and it's a funeral, then the funeral will generally happen within 24 hours of the person dying. Uh, so the celebrant has had to sit down with the family very, very quickly and plan it very, very rapidly. If we're in the United Kingdom, for example, and uh, it's January, then it might be three or four weeks before the funeral happens, in which case you've got a much more relaxed uh, planning process. For a wedding, it might easily be 18 months or two years before uh, you actually have the event. And all of that time, you've been having occasional conversations with the couple and helping them decide what it is they want. And remember, for some people, you know, they've been thinking about and planning their wedding since they were small. And so 
actually the, the wedding itself, the day is the culmination of a, a lifetime of anticipation. And so it's conversations, essentially the planning process is a series of conversations with the, the family who are wanting the ceremony and then sitting down and, and a creative writing process. So there's, a, there's interviewing skills, there's creative writing skills, there's project management skills, because you're planning this event, not in terms of a wedding planner or a funeral director, but who's going to be standing where and what's happening in the ceremony. And um, I've heard of um, sort of a, a humanist. So what's the difference between a humanist and a celebrant? Okay, so bear in mind. So I've heard of, um, we've heard of celebrants, we've heard of humanists, Stuart. What's the difference? In some senses, none at all. So a Church of England priest is a celebrant. Um, a Jewish rabbi is a celebrant. Uh, Islamic imam is a celebrant. A humanist celebrant is a celebrant within the philosophical... Remember, put phones on, do not step. A humanist... I'll let you do that. A humanist celebrant is simply a celebrant who belongs to the humanist society, which is an organization with a particular philosophical view. Independent celebrants tend to be exactly that, independent of any organization or any particular uh, philosophical or religious view. So for most of us as independent celebrants, if a family turn up and say, um, grandma was uh, went to church on Sundays but wasn't particularly strong believer and, and we as a family aren't believers but we we would like the Lord's Prayer and we'd like uh, to sing all things bright and beautiful at grandma's funeral uh, but also her favorite grandson um, is a Muslim and he would like to read a Muslim prayer then uh, as an independent celebrant that's absolutely fine with me because it's not about what i believe it's what about it's what's the family want um whereas for the most part and there are exceptions humanist celebrants are very like celebrants from any other faith or belief group and they will only allow things within the ceremony that fit with their uh, view of the world and the, and the humanist society is a uh, an atheist organization and so they don't generally uh, allow religious content of any kind in their ceremonies so if you the easiest way of thinking of the humanists with a capital h is that they are pretty similar to religious uh, celebrants from any other faith group Thank you. So I, what I'm hearing is the great thing about being a civil celebrant is that you can absolutely tailor your ceremonies to what your families or your couples want. Is that correct? Yeah. So as there are various terms, you know, independent celebrants, professional celebrants, civil celebrants. We're coming from a with no philosophical baggage. Obviously, we come to it with our own beliefs and, and views, but we're acting as celebrants that are family-centred first, 
and we put our views behind. So I took a funeral, uh, sorry, a wedding, to get it right, Stuart, um, with, for a couple of guys. Uh, one was from a evangelical Christian background. One was from a Buddhist background. And they wanted elements within the wedding ceremony that recognized both family traditions, but also they wanted some uh, Celtic uh, pagan elements because they really enjoyed that part of, of British culture. And so we created a wedding ceremony that respected both their um, parents' traditions, but also um, not even their belief. They had no pagan belief, but they wanted the hand fasting ceremony because it's a beautiful ceremony. So we, I as a celebrant, as an independent celebrant, have the, the freedom to incorporate all of those aspects. Uh, and it was a really beautiful wedding ceremony. In fact, that one is still the, my favourite wedding ceremony that I've ever taken. That's amazing. So it sounds like um, a brilliant career. And so for you, why is celebrancy such a great choice? What do you love about it? For me, um, celebrancy is a really, really important way of helping people. So when I uh, recently I sat with a, a gentleman whose 56 year old wife had just died suddenly, completely unexpectedly. And although I'm not a grief counsellor and, and we need to be very clear about that. We have a we have a role to play for a particular period of time, but we're not um, we, sh we shouldn't step outside that role. But for that period of time, I'm able to help him have a meaningful goodbye to his his wife and have a ceremony that will be a significant stepping stone along his journey of, of grief and, and recovery. And so we had a, a, a beautiful funeral ceremony. There were over 120 people uh, in the chapel. Um, and his uh, her son stood up and, and gave a eulogy. Uh, another friend stood up and read a, a reading. So there was, there was family involvement in it. And then most of us went uh, to the local uh, graveyard and we buried her under a tree uh, in a corner of the graveyard um, and just looking into his eyes at the end of all of that process he was so grateful that somebody cared that somebody had helped him say goodbye to his beloved wife in in a way that meant something important to him so that that's it's a fundamental part of who we are. And I, I talk about this on our training course. We, uh, in, in 2021, um, an archaeological dig found a grave of what we think was a little boy about two and a half years old. And it wasn't just a body in a cave. This little boy, he'd been wrapped in um, cloth. There were toys and his head was on a pillow. So he had been properly buried in a way that we would recognize as a, as a child burial today um and that grave was seventy-eight thousand years old so seventy-eight thousand years ago somebody helped a young couple say goodbye to their little child and and for me that underpins how important the rites of passage are to us as human beings it's it's part of who we are they certainly are Stuart. and i think you know from the other side um as being a wedding celebrant 
Um, I absolutely love hearing people's stories. Um, yeah. They're all different. Their love stories are all different. Uh, the way that couples want their ceremonies um, is different. So really getting to the root of what a perfect ceremony would be like for them is really important to me. Um, and I have to say that I quite like the occasion. I liked getting dressed up. I like seeing everybody else dressed up. Um, and the absolute joy when you present the couple at the end of the ceremony um, is just um there's nothing yeah. like it, is there? It's absolutely amazing. So um, there's all different kinds of elements of being a celebrant. So I think in our in our next podcast, we're going to talk about um, what the next steps are. So, um, you know, once somebody makes that decision that celebrancy is for them, um, how do they ensure that they go the right route and they find the right trainer? So um, it's been brilliant to hear your thoughts and um, about what celebrancy is and what it means to you. Um, thank you very much. And we'll speak again soon. Bye. Talk to you soon, Maxine.